Welcome to Wildfire Tribe Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's lovely to have you with us. My name is Sean. And my name is Kylie. And we are here in the Wildfire Tribe studios broadcasting to the world. So thank you for joining us again today. And Kylie, why don't you just like, just pray for us? Yeah, let's do that. We're just so excited to be in this space together with you guys and with all of heaven. And that is a really cool space to be, to like have this place where we go within ourselves and we know, wow, (laughs) we're all in this together. So yeah, we just thank everybody for coming into the room. We thank you so much that we're on this journey of life together. We thank our beautiful creator. We thank the Lord. We thank Jesus and Holy Spirit for just being a part of this broadcast with us. We thank all of the angels and all of the crazy creatures for being a part of our day and walking on this earth with us too and we're just excited for everything that's going to unfold and we just release into this moment a big blast of joy and a big blast of peace and of love and goodness and wonder and life yeah thank you so today's topic is today's topic is laughter is laughter the best medicine Is laughter the best medicine? I don't know, Kylie, because I don't laugh. So I'm assuming (laughs) that the reason why I feel the same all of the time is because I have no medicine or I have all of the right medicine already. I so think that there's something in this and I think that there's a reason why this is part of our very first week of doing our broadcast is talking about laughter. This very first week of the year we're talking about laughter because it is a powerful, powerful tool, a powerful key to enlightenment. There's something about your laughter, like you laugh a lot, you've got a big head, you've got a big mouth, you've got a big (laughs) smile. You look like Luna Park all lit up at night time. You've also got in your family, you've got a family of laughers. It's not just you. It's like something's happened in your family that's made you all generally happy. Like as this, I don't know, you you plonk out of your mum onto the table and you start laughing. It's true. And I think it's weird because I do have this kind of uncomfortable laughter that I laugh at um, inappropriate times. Like I laugh at times where you think that you shouldn't be laughing. But I think that the essence of who I am and when I really have come to this place more and more of being in the fullness of who I am and learning to love myself then I've realized that laughter like I've always been a laughing person right from when I was little and my laughter only got lost probably in my 30s probably I'd say because I just got we had babies we had businesses we had like lots of stuff going on and I just got all serious like with the seriousness of Life and I think life, kookaburra, life, kookaburra. <laughs> Gay or life must be. Kookaburra sits in, in the, the old gum, gum tree. tree. I was just thinking of the kookaburras <laughs> that laugh whenever they laugh. There's lots of kookaburras around where we live and they laugh, and it is atmosphere breaking. It is the best laugh. And it's like this joy place too. You know, I remember when we were walking the coast last year and we did a big walk for anybody that... A big walk? Yeah, a big walk. (laughs) 
for anybody that uh, doesn't know about that, we walked from Eden, which is right down on the south coast. Look, of New Kylie, South Wales. here we go again. How would somebody in Uganda who's listening to us right now <laughs> have any idea what you are talking about? All right, so we walked from Eden. <laughs> they don't care. Like they walk further to go and get water on their head yeah, every day. It's true. Like uh, we battled through the beaches into the Woolworths to get a drink of water. That's how difficult it was for us. Yeah, it is so true. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everybody that's been listening, for sharing everything that we've been involved in. Thank you for listening in Italy. Thank you for listening in Germany, France. I just saw a message before on Facebook of somebody that's listening from Germany who met us like 10 years ago or over 10 years Mm. ago. So tell the story as if they don't know where Eden on the south coast is. It's so cool. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about laughter today. And this is is the perfect example of how to cope with your life. So when you're being told what to do, the best thing to do is to just laugh. Because otherwise it can all be too serious and I can be sitting here crying, going, oh, I'm so sorry, I should be doing exactly what you say. You forced me to come on this show (laughs) to be the person with the voice on the other side that you get to talk to. (laughs) Well, you don't then get to say what it is that I can and can't say. And it is so true and we're rolling with it and I love it. And you haven't paid me, not once. Let's take that medicine back. Why do you feel like it's okay for you to tell me what I have to say? say because i'm in charge (laughs) and now the truth starts to come out i'm telling him what to do and he's just professed from his own mouth he's in charge (laughs) when i come onto the show everything should be ready for me to go every all the cameras lights microphones should be charged all that sort of stuff should be done as i arrive and the reason why it sounds like i might be cranky sometimes is because it's never done i'm happy cranky Yeah, he's happy cranky. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is my strength. It is true. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've sung that song whilst we were hiking down the south coast, Kylie, didn't we? One day we got lost. Well, Kylie got (laughs) lost. I was just following her. We read a sign and... We must have miscomprehended where to go to from there. And we hiked into the late afternoon and found ourselves in a precarious position where we had hardly any water. It was very hot. It was physically really difficult because it was a mountain. There was nowhere (laughs) apart from the track that we were standing on to actually sit down or lie down. So there's no way of stopping and camping for the night because there was no room. The bush was that thick. And it was just like, what have we got ourselves into? And by the time you realize that it's too late to turn around, well, you don't really know, do you? If you don't know where you're going, you don't know if it's too late to turn around. But you're just always hoping when you're walking forward that the place that's going to open up and be a place you know, where, where there's water and somewhere to camp is not far away. You're hoping that it's closer than turning around and going back. And there's nothing worse than going back anyway, <laughs> especially when you're hiking with backpacks on your back. You just don't want to have to go back because then it means that when you start going forward again, you're walking across the same ground. So we found ourselves in a time of difficulty, didn't we, Kylie? <laughs> yes, it was rather difficult. And 
to break the difficulty, to break the atmosphere of difficulty, to enlighten the mood, to really make us feel like it wasn't as bad as it seemed like it was, we started singing. Yes, we did. <laughs> and what were some of the songs that we sung? Kylie, why don't you sing? I've got I... that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Got we that sung joy, that joy, one, joy, joy, joy. walking through the bush. <laughs> and we really, like when we got to that national park, we were already at the end of ourselves before we even went into it. But we were just hopeful that we'd find like a camping area not far. And when we talked to those people at the start who were giving us the dodgy directions, like we were thinking, I don't think you can blame it on other people, Kylie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just that we misinterpreted the way that they were telling us to go. No, I don't think it was we either. I think it was you. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So there's just a general life lesson for those of you that are thinking about getting married, getting hitched, connected (laughs) with another person for the rest of your life or some of your life at least, is just make sure that you know when you're stepping into that space, I am talking to the other person in the equation, that you are going to be blamed for all sorts of things. And it is your job just to stand there and take it and just agree. And it goes both ways. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. (laughs) Yeah, so like that. So when we actually went, started to go into the National Park then and then got terribly lost for like hours and hours. Not that we were lost. We were on a trail. It was just taking far, 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 far longer than the people that had told us where we were going, like had thought that that we we were were lost. Okay. Because not that we were lost. Because we weren't lost. Because we. It's not like we were off the trail. Okay. The definition of lost in the Cambridge Dictionary (laughs) is not knowing where you are and how to get to a place. (laughs) Okay, we were lost. (laughs) We knew. We didn't know where we were, and we didn't know how to get to the place that we wanted to be. So we actually fit the criteria completely. (laughs) For being lost. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We We were lost and it was your fault. And it was so painful. Like you were in more pain than me because your body was like seizing up and we could not stop. Like there were like, there were no places to just pull over to get off the track. So we were, we were just in that place of like all is well and all shall be well, singing little silly songs, like laughing about the fact that we were on this track that obviously no one had walked on for a really long time. It was like we needed machetes in some of the places to hack our way through the bush. (laughs) But it was coming back to the story that I was initially about to tell was like engaging with those spaces of joy. Like we finally did get to our destination that night. And not that it was the destination, it was some other random picnic spot that we weren't supposed to camp at, but we didn't care. We were smashed and done. And I don't think you could even eat your dinner. Like you were basically could only just guzzle on electrolytes and that was it. Yeah, well, I drank too much water uh, on the hike because it was that hot and I was sweating a lot, etc. Mm. And that's what happens sometimes when you... When you're in a state of confusion, when you're lost, you know, the definition of lost (laughs) that I read out before. So water said I wasn't doing any good anyway. And yeah, we cooked up some noodles for dinner. 
and I was in a state of almost shock where my body was freezing cold but I was extra hot and I just mm. tried to eat but I couldn't eat and ah, I was just trying to get that stupid tent set up and trying to get into the tent and trying to be comfortable <laughs> and rest and yeah the state of joy is ah. laughter the best medicine isn't that what this podcast is, is about how why are we talking about yeah. hiking and, and remem- difficulty well remember that next day when we woke up and we were at that camp it was a picnic area and we started to come good and it and wasn't a campground it wasn't a campground no but we we started to like make our do our little jet boil things and boil up our coffees and stuff and these guys just came out of the bush like they came from over near the car park somewhere and they ran past us and they were like beaming with joy like they were so happy weren't they they were like buzzing they were running toward the beach and when they were coming back we asked them we were like what's going on with you guys and they said look at where we live like we live in the most beautiful part of the world we just love our life and we actually found that heaps and heaps in that area. There were so many people that were just, just because they were having, standing in this, like, they were just living in this place of gratitude for being in this amazing part of the world. And they were just like buzzing with this joy. It was really cool. Yeah, I think we came on to talk about laughter. I guess joy is associated to laughter. Uh, and I think that the reason why we kept on running into people down in that area that seemed like they were living a life of joy was because they were walking in that realisation that they were basically living in heaven on earth. And, you know, we've been a lot of places where they look fantastic, rainforests and beaches mm, and yeah. locations with crystal clear water and white sand and shells and the, the picture that you get shown in movies and YouTube, etc., of paradise and beauty and there's miserable people in those places sometimes too isn't there it's like yeah it's like it doesn't seem to matter where you are because we've met people who are joyful people in locations that I don't want to live as well well laughter is this medicine it's this place this place of connection like it is the simple act of laughing that has the power to unlock deep rooted psychological suppressions so laughter is like this it has a natural healing power that it's like this gift of god that he's given us to naturally heal ourselves it is and it's also laughter is known as the highest spiritual path it is this royal route to enlightenment right yeah keep going that's then. pretty wild stopping talking like just keep talking so i don't have to keep on carrying the show <laughs> you're the one with all the muscles babe <laughs> Can you just let me decide when I'm going to talk? Don't stop talking and then look at me like it's time for me to say something. I'm not wanting you to say a single thing. You're not wanting me to say a single thing. (laughs) Out of turn. Out of like, I'm just... I'm just looking at you because you're just, the, you're in the room. <laughs> just control and yourself. And you're just such a nice picture to look at. Yes, obviously. <laughs> Laughter is good medicine. So Laughter it's not just a saying. What did you say that it's why is it good medicine? Well, because it's it has power to unlock deep-rooted psychological suppressions that's in our body. Like it's like Okay, I must have deep-rooted psychological 
what's the other word that you said? Suppressions. Suppressions. Yeah. Or maybe I just don't. Maybe I've just was born without deep-rooted psychological suppressions. But maybe your suppressing your laughter is actually keeping the deep-rooted psychological suppressions in your cell, which is causing you to be grumpy. <laughs> well, it would help a lot if I was surrounded by people that were funny. At least you've got that going for you. You've got a husband that's funny that helps you release those deep-rooted psychological it's suppressions so within you. It's, it's so difficult true. being me. Everywhere I look, everywhere I go... No one is funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you can always laugh with me. Like as I start laughing, you can just laugh. And you know what? Um, I do laugh at you. Yes, you do. But just not out <laughs> loud. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Laughter can actually play a significant role in our spiritual awakening. So if we're talking about embarking on this journey of like our holistic self, you know, we're wanting to find this place where our whole being comes alive. Laughter can be one of those things that unlocks that space. So if you're wanting to go higher, you can actually just start to tap into that space of oh, laughter. Oh, this is like that pineal gland stuff. Can't I just like brush my teeth with <laughs> non-fluoridated toothpaste? <laughs> There's so much more to it than that. Oh. <laughs> like there's actually a lot of spiritual traditions. A, a, <laughs> now I'm starting to get the drunk traditions. talk. Now there's a lot of spiritual traditions that emphasize the importance of laughter or joy, humor, laughter as a part of their path to enlightenment. Like laughter helps us release tension. It promotes a sense of lightness and it actually creates connection with other people because like have you noticed that often the most controversial and cutting edge statements that you can have come out of a political realm or coming out of like a, any kind of social issue or anything like that can be released by a comedian and yep. it gets received in a way that is that you wouldn't be able to just say that yeah comedians get away with that kind of talk that groundbreaking shock value comments that they sometimes make that other people might want to make but they get away with it because people aren't quite sure whether they are trying to be funny or trying to be serious and so comedians are absolutely groundbreakers in our worlds of saying the things that lots of us want to say it's like they can say really radical things about the leaders of the world and different types of agendas etc yeah and you're just not really sure whether they're serious about it or trying to make a joke but it stretches your thinking and i'd have to say funny people in general can do that like funny people that can, they just have this wittedness that can just see the funny side of all of the kind of conversations that are happening. Or, and and humour actually also comes out of that place of like being so real that it's one, you're laughing because it's uncomfortable and awkward. One, you're laughing because you're going, yeah, that's so true. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And otherwise you're laughing because it is actually really, really funny. Yeah, there's those people that have that ability who don't even realise that they are funny. They just talk and everybody around them laughs, <laughs> yeah, exactly like you 
<laughs> it sometimes happens to me as well. And then you look at people and it's like, what are you laughing at? Like I'm telling you something very serious that's going on in my life and it's the best way to you re- to receive the serious story that I'm telling you is to not laugh at me because I'm expressing my deep-rooted psychological suppressions and you're just laughing at me. But it's crazy because that's actually what builds the community. That's what creates the connection is that as you're laughing, you're creating an openness. So there's like this openness, it's opening up, it's opening up. And then all of a sudden you realize you're able to receive whatever it is that, th- that is being spoken because you've made a connection through that space of laughter. Now, there's this dude that I follow on Facebook. His name's Naked Pastor. Not pastor as in spaghetti, but pastor as in the (laughs) church pastor. Naked Pastor. Look him up and have a look at his work. He's an artist. He draws. He also releases words. He speaks just like we're speaking to you now. He's one of those types of artists. And he gets a bit of flack because he's one of those guys that's like into deconstruction from the religious systems. You know, he's deeply... (laughs) theologically trained etc and he's come out of that church environment you know not wanting to be in the bondage of religion and he's just releasing uh i guess conversation and artwork around that topic and some people don't like it and so he has uh, on his page on his facebook page naked pastor he had a post this morning that said apparently if you if you want to know what satan sounds like listen to me because that's what happens <laughs> when religion is challenged religious people don't like being challenged sometimes and the more outspoken ones will just scream out things like, you're the devil. That's <laughs> yeah, so true. And so he, he posted that. <laughs> Apparently, if you want to know what Satan sounds like, listen to me. And it reminded me of meeting that Jehovah's Witness down the street there about a year ago. Oh, yeah. And that was another one of those things. We really, uh, you could only laugh about it, although it took you a little while to find the funny side of that. <laughs> And in conversation with the Jehovah's Witness who had his big billboard full of brochures for people to read about (laughs) eternal damnation and all of those joyous activities, I challenged him to a conversation about immortality because one of his brochures was actually speaking about eternal life, but I think he was more focused about eternal death. (laughs) And when I broached the subject with him and spoke to him, he after a while got so annoyed talking to me because all I was doing was inflicting life into his conversation (laughs) that he wanted to win by accusing me of being the son of the devil. Yeah, he said, your father is the devil. (laughs) Yes, and he said it once and I said, what did you say? Because I thought I must have misheard. Surely a church type person wouldn't be accusing me of being the son of the devil. That just I just don't understand why you would say that Where's to someone. Where's the love the street, in that? Especially with somebody who's just having a, like a, a joyful uh, you know conversation about theology. There was no anger in the words no. and he just struck out and hit me with that one. And so he repeated it when I asked him to and that was when I thought that I probably should leave the scene before I punched him fair in the nose, <laughs> pushed his nose back up into his brain like they do on the movies. 
<laughs> it was a movie moment that you walked away from. <laughs> and so I walked down the street fuming. I had smoke coming out of my ears and I was like, Kylie, do you believe what he just said? Can you believe that he would say that? And I took on all the offence of the power of his tongue into my body and as it was hitting my body, the light being that I am, it was simmering away and, and smoke was being released from me as the fire of that fiery outburst was being put out. And I thought to myself, okay, well, I know these guys also set up on the other end of the street, don't they? They try and capture victims on both ends of, of the main street. So by the time I got to the other end, I thought, cooled down a little bit. I'll just approach this <laughs> in a sensible manner and ask them at the other end of the street if I can speak to their leader. Take me to your leader. I want to speak to your leader about the horrible man at the other end of the street that accused me of being the devil's son. <laughs> And when I asked them and I told them about my interaction, they said, oh, there's two ladies there. Oh, what did the man look like? And I told them what he looked like. And they said, oh, he's the leader. <laughs> so I was flabbergasted and they started throwing accus accusatory Bible verses at me as well. They threw those ones at me that are really sharp and pointy that get underneath your skin that you can't pull out. <laughs> trying to inflict grievous bodily harm upon me with Bible verses as well. <laughs> and that just fired me up for a little bit longer and I walked further down the street and eventually I sort of, you know, after weeks and weeks and weeks of processing it and going to the council to see if I could get them removed <laughs> from the street and trying to deal with it the best way that I could until I finally just let it all go almost completely. It's still there, like I still see them and I still want to punch him in the head. Um, so where did this conversation start? Oh, the naked pastor. He, what he said on his Facebook this morning was, apparently, if you want to know what Satan sounds like, listen to me. And I responded to him. A Jehovah's Witness on the street told me I am the devil's son. Are we related? Come on. And so there's plenty of people in his uh, Facebook feed now who thinks who think that that is very funny. There's 21 people with the laughing emoji and a one thumbs up. And he responded back to me, yes. When I said, are we related? He said, yes. And I said, dad, with a question mark. Is laughter the best medicine? Come on, absolutely. Is yes. laughter the best medicine? It's certainly got to rank up there, doesn't it? Because how else can you just deal with yeah. Those sorts of things that happen on a daily basis when you're cruising around this earth, sometimes you come across people that really look like they the best thing that you could do for them is yeah. punch them in the face. So how else do you move past it? You know, you, you get on your knees and you pray to God for forgiveness, for your mood, for their words, you know, all of those things that you yeah. do. You speak in tongues, you sing worship songs for hours and hours and hours and you're still angry. Mm. But... When you can choose to laugh at it, it can just be gone. 
Exactly. And, you know, I've had two people that have, that I can remember that said things about that whole, you know, when you're in that place where you're, you're needing really just to have a good laugh. And there, you know, some people would say, oh yeah, but I want it to be real. I want that laugh to be real. I can't just like conjure it up from somewhere within me. You know, I can't just start laughing for no reason. Like it wouldn't be authentic laughing then, would it? And well, I'm kind of like that. I if, if I'm going to laugh, I want it to be like not forced. I want somebody to trigger that laugh. And yeah, so keep going. I'm interested. Well, Bill Johnson says, well, just. He's not funny. Well, he says, just laugh until it becomes real laughter. And also, I did an amazing session with a laughing yoga teacher who also said the same. She said, when the classes come in, you don't come in and then you're just waiting until the la- the yoga, the laughing yoga teacher releases some funny thing that's so funny you can't stop laughing. You're actually engaging with the action of laughing itself. So you're starting to just go, oh, <laughs> And then it builds and it actually builds this beautiful atmosphere in the group. And when I was doing it, it was actually lockdowns and we were doing laughing yoga online. So we were in a laughing yoga class on Zoom and we were all starting to laugh and laugh and engaging in that laughing space. And it even feels weirder in some ways when you're doing it like that because you're actually just in a room by yourself laughing with a bunch of people that are laughing on the screen and I think that that is, that is so powerful it's like I remember Bill Johnson when he was talking about that was actually talking about David you know how David he was like dancing in the streets I think he was dancing naked in the streets in an undignified way before the Lord like he was just laughing and dancing and and I feel like in that, it, it, it also is this key to unlock things. It's these higher places that we're going together. And when you're looking at it from the outside, like his wife was, who was in the palace looking down into the town, just going, oh my gosh, like what the heck is David doing? Like what is wrong with him? Why is he down there like dancing like a madman? But... <laughs> It's this space of just going into that place of I'm not worried about what people think. I'm just going to like release my joy and release this thing that's within me, this frequency of laughter that's taking me into and on these paths of enlightenment into the deeper realms of who I am. Yeah, that's a challenge, isn't it? I'm not worried about what people think. That's a challenge in many layers, in many discussions, in many dimensions. I think obviously it relates to the laughter conversation as well. You know, are you able to laugh in front of a group of people at something that's not actually funny just to break the atmosphere and to feel a change in your body? And I have to retract a statement that I made about Bill Johnson earlier when I said that he's not funny. He's humorous and he does tell jokes normally at the beginning of every sermon that he does. So if you're new to the world of preachers and that kind of thing, we do have a podcast that's released to people who are people of faith, Christian people, etc. But we also broadcast to people who are outside of that faith. And, and well, I hope that we do because... We believe that all people are created equal and that God loves everybody. So I'm assuming there's people that don't know who Bill Johnson is. So he's a dude in America, in Redding, California. He has a monster church there. And 
He's a beautiful man uh, and he normally gets up to a sermon by telling a couple of jokes to break the atmosphere. So I retract my statement, Bill. Not that I expect that Bill <laughs> will ever hear me speak. <laughs> But I retract my statement nonetheless when I said that you're not funny because you are funny and I have one of Bill Johnson's introduction jokes to a sermon right in front of me. He says, One Sunday morning a mother went in to wake her son and tell him it was time to get ready for church, to which he replied, I'm not going. Why not, she asked. I'll give you two good reasons, he said. One, they don't like me and two, I don't like them. His mother replied, I'll give you two good reasons why you should go to church. One, you're 54 years old. And two, you're the pastor. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that leading a church, you know, being the dude up the front with the white collar or, you know, in some of these trendier churches the pentecostal ones where you've got your tight skinny jeans on and your little boots and your little precious shirt and you've got to go and and be in front of people that you don't necessarily like all of the time you've got to put on the show thank you god that in all my striving in all of the years since i've been walking in union with you in constant union thank you in all of my striving to try and be in a position of authority in a church, you know, to have a title or a badge, you know, pastor or reverend or bishop or one of those titles that I've often wanted to have. Thank you, God, that you saved me from that, that I can just be me, that I don't have to pretend to like people that I don't like when I'm 54 and I'm the pastor. I love it. I love, though, I reckon you would look good in in the hats, you know, in those, in the regalia. (laughs) Yeah, well, if I was going to do it, if I was going to get the gig, I haven't ruled it out completely because I've also realised since, you know, that pastoring and all that kind of stuff also requires authenticity, you know. So if you don't like somebody, you should be able to just let them know that you don't like them and why you don't like them. And I would like to do that with one of those big pointy hats on and a big (laughs) gown. But tell them lovingly because we are called to love one another. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but you know, when you're in that position, you've got the eyes of God and then you can only see his reflection back at you every time you see everyone. So you only see goodness in all of your people. Yeah, I'm a work in (laughs) progress with that. (laughs) I love it. Did you know that all kingdom issues are internal heart issues? Here we go, the serious stuff. Did you know... I think, once again, it was Bill Johnson that said, our inner world shapes our outer world. Like, whatever's going on on the inside, then the outside is a reflection of what that is, which is interesting. Lee Burke, who is the lead researcher of a study and is an associate professor of pathology and human anatomy at Loma Linda University. This is a quote, uh, says uh, joyful laughter immediately produces the same brainwave frequencies experienced by people in a true meditative state. Isn't that interesting? He goes on to say gamma is the only frequency that affects every part of the brain. So when you're laughing, you're essentially engaging your entire brain all at once. 
This state of your entire brain being in sync is associated with contentment, being able to think more clearly and improved focus. You know, that feeling of being in the zone. This, when I was reading this, I thought to myself, that is so unfair that I used to get sent out of class all the time for making everybody laugh and for laughing because I was actually putting the whole class into a state of gamma where we would have received the information from the teacher far better than if they had made us continue to be serious. I was actually groundbreaking a space in the school classroom you're for, actually opening up an, you're opening up an opportunity for people's intelligence levels to be increased. Absolutely. Like how cool is that? Gamma is the only frequency that affects every single part of the brain. When we're laughing, we're essentially engaging with our whole entire brain all at once. So in a classroom <laughs> environment where the, where laughter and joyfulness is not allowed and that's shut down, that gamma state that you're talking about is also shut down. Yeah. So what's happening with that, that state of mind, that state that people can be in that's being shut down, that's closing up their ability to retain information? Yeah, I think it is. Or to receive it, especially. To receive information. Because, you know, all the spaces of our brain go into that place where they're opened up, opened up. And perhaps it isn't the information itself that we're needing, but it's actually our brain comes into the fullness of enlightenment or the fullness of light and everything else we can just receive in that place like all of the downloads that can come out of heaven all of the inspiration all of those innovative ideas that's why often innovation technology inventions new things come out of that place of like that alpha state when we're coming out of our dream state and we're coming out with this phenomenal new idea or we've had this moment of revelation or we've thought oh my goodness that's that's a really great chapter in my book I need to go write that write that down it comes out of that place where more and more of your brain is engaged but I think in school we're brought into that place of only the people that can sit still and obey and be good are the ones that are going to succeed. Because all of those of us who are more wanting to be in that creative space, we want to run around, we want to think about something over there and then move to that thing over there and then have this great idea over here, all those people, they are not doing so well in school. So they should have just kicked you out into a creative space. Exactly. Because it's not for yeah, you. Yeah, into a nature classroom or into a place where that's full of creativity. But instead they kick you out or they put you in the corner do you remember that having to sit yeah. in the corner and stare at the wall i remember having to come back do you remember the dunces hat that's a real thing you know it's so bad like i can't believe that was ever a thing and i remember being sent out of the class missed out on the whole lesson sitting outside for making people laugh and then having to come back in missing out on my connection time with my friends at recess because I had to write on the board I will not be a disruption I will not be a disruption well look <laughs> and and having to write out lines over and over and over again as a form of punishment it's like, what does that do for a person exactly look at what happened to poor Bart Simpson I know. He turned all yellow. He did. He never grew up. I know. And even when they did make the weird grown-up Bart 
Like, he just never was in meant to grow up. Like, he was meant to be in that childlike state forever, which I think is where we are. And that is a place that laughter takes us back into, takes us back into that childlike place where we remember who we are. We go, oh, yeah, we're supposed to have fun. Can I just, we just glossed over it, but the dunce's cap is a real thing. It was still around maybe just before I went to school. I can't recall ever seeing it, but I remember it being spoken of. And I just Googled it and a dunce's cap, it's saying here, also variously known as a dunce hat, dunce's cap or dunce's hat, is a pointed hat formerly used as an article of discipline in schools in Europe and the United States, especially in the 19th and early 20th centuries. It was it was definitely in Australia as well. And what a ludicrous punishment. Stick one of those Ku Klux Klan type hats on someone, yeah. stick them in the corner and make them look at the wall to punish them for like someone like you who is uncontrollable with your joy and laughter. Mm. You get this. The only thing is with you, I suppose, that that's probably why when you come along they didn't have dunces hats because they didn't have a hat big enough for your head. <laughs> It is true, I do have a big head. But like I say, I've also got like a big nose and a big, I've got a big mouth and I've got big eyes. They look pretty stupid on a little head. That's when the dunces cap <laughs> was actually no longer used in Australian schools when they put it on Kylie's head and they broke it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, previous research showed that laughter also acts as an antidepressant. So imagine if you went to the doctor and they just said, go home and laugh a little. Actually laugh a lot. They could just say, you know, they write out a prescription on the pad like they used to. You know how you can't read doctor's writing? Yeah. You can never read it. It's no. like they go to this school where they get taught to scribble how so that those, nobody else can like read is it. Is everybody even getting the right medicine? No, but they could just write on there just just have lots of laughter like you can't read it anyway and just give it to you and you just read it and just start laughing (laughs) and that's it you just leave you go out the front pay the check out the front exactly thank you for your help (laughs) i'm all better it also reduces heart disease wow and you're essentially engaging with all of your brain so it's it's an antidepressant it reduces heart disease it helps reduce body's inflammatory response like, how crazy is that? Like, all these things that are actually epidemics in our societies can be alleviated, and who's to say, can potentially be completely dissipated altogether with laughter. Right. So, if you're inflamed, <laughs> just sit in the corner. And start laughing. And start laughing. Yeah. And just see what happens. Yeah. Just start laughing. Just like... No, we can't do that. That sounds ridiculous. I best go to my doctor who's going to write on a piece of paper something that I can't read, who's going to take it to a pharmacist who's also trained in that same language that nobody else seems to be able to read. And I'm going to get tablets which I can't pronounce because the words are way, way too long. And I'm going to take that because that's going to fix me even though there's 4,000 side effects. Also, (laughs) on a big, long piece of paper that when you unfold it, it falls down to the ground. It's that long. I'm going to do that instead of laughing. Exactly, because laughing is free and that can't possibly help me. (laughs) Maybe if you're feeling unwell, put Netflix on and watch Dave Chappelle or... 
who are other comedians around at the moment? Oh, I'm hopeless. Well, they don't even have to be around at the moment. But I know. Far out, like just put on a comedy show, not any of those like cheesy American sitcom type things, although Seinfeld's pretty funny. Yeah, we do laugh. We still laugh at that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. so I take that back. I retract that just like I retracted the Bill Johnson statement. (laughs) There is goodness in America. We hear you I didn't say there was not goodness in America. No, I know you didn't. I'm just saying there is goodness in America. Yeah, but I guess like for me, (laughs) when I think of shows that are supposed to be funny that aren't, to me, I don't. I think I'm digging, digging the hole deeper. Let's just move yes, on. Yes, you are. <laughs> so this is a quote from Burke as well. He goes on to say, there's no reason it shouldn't be prescribed by doctors as part of a gamut of healthy lifestyle changes. Burke says, unlike food and exercise, you're, you can't overdose on laughter. At least I haven't seen it. Right. Well, last night, as I was thinking about our conversation that's going to be on today, I went onto YouTube and I don't have an ability to be able to show you these clips, obviously, as we're doing this podcast. But you can just go on there and and type in something like laugh until you cry or something like that. And I saw a girl in an office desk who laughed and laughed. She was laughing so much that her whole body was stretched out (laughs) flat on her reclined chair and she couldn't get up and she couldn't she hadn't fallen onto the ground but she also couldn't stand up and she was crying out to her work colleagues colleagues please help me as she was laughing and laughing and she finally fell off her chair and and her head landed in the bin (laughs) (laughs) so it is quite possible to do damage to yourself When you laugh, you might have to make sure that you're in a safe environment, a padded room. Oh, it's such a good feeling though, isn't it? When you just get into that place where you're cry laughing, where you're almost crying to the person to stop. Like, remember years ago, we went and saw a stand-up comedian at the comedy, stand-up comedy club in Sydney. And we went with a bunch of, there was a bunch of us that went. And this person, this guy, I can't even remember what his name was, but he was doing these one-liners with a dead pan expression on his face. And every single one of them was so funny that we were still cry laughing from three jokes ago. So it's like the whole session, we could not catch up to the present laugh. So our whole body, like my stomach was just, all of us were in the line, just holding our whole bodies, just going, stop, stop, just cry, cry laughing. What year was that? I reckon it was like the year 2000. So that's like 24 years ago. Yeah. That was the last time I laughed. (laughs) No, that's not true. No, it wasn't. I laughed at a, uh, I laughed last year. (laughs) Have you laughed this year? Did you laugh last night when you saw that girl laughing? No, I didn't. I just thought I'd share that story with other people that are more susceptible to laughing than myself. Do you feel like that you'll engage that aspect of laughter, though, now that you're starting to learn all these facts about laughter? No, I just don't think I have any deeply rooted psychological issues where I'm required to laugh to release that trauma. (laughs) I feel like I'm completely fine. (laughs) If you're joining us from anywhere around the world and we are excited to welcome everyone from around the world into the room, just click follow, click 
subscribe, click whatever it happens to be on the platform that you are because we are looking forward to opening up way more really real conversations about life, freedom, adventure and spirituality here on Wildfire Tribe. Yeah, so the reason why Kylie speaks like that too is we're not only just recording a podcast for release audibly via Spotify and places like that, we're actually streaming live whilst we do it as well, aren't we? Yeah, we are streaming live. So it's live. a brand new place for us. So hey if guys. you're listening via Spotify or any of the other ways that you hear podcasts, download Twitch. It's a free app that you can put on your phone, etc. And you can actually watch people streaming such as us. So download the app Twitch, then type in Wildfire Tribe Life and you'll find us on your screen as well. So, and you can interact with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we haven't got a chat on today. I was actually trying to promote the idea that, you know, you can chat with us, but you can't today because our technology is letting us down. But in the future, you will be able to. And if you're interested in anything else that we do, you can go to wildfiretribe.life, which is our website. That'll show you heaps of other things that we do, things we're involved in, artwork, music, all of that type of stuff. We are creative people. Obviously, if you look at Kylie, you can see that she's creative. And it's, it's a community about cheering you on. Like we're just wanting to open up conversations that make you feel better about your life because you're amazing. Like you're amazing right where you are. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff that is just all about that. Our podcast is about that. It's about, you know, talking about all those things we have questions about. Would God really be okay with that? You know, all of those kind of things that just... Would God allow me to work in a hotel, Kylie, where they serve beer? <laughs> well, absolutely, because we've spent a large portion of our life not only owning, running and working in hotels, but being like drinking in hotels and doing all that kind of stuff. And God has been in every moment of that. He has opened up those opportunities for us, those business opportunities and those connections with people. And we have led a wild and extraordinary life where we've gone in and out of all kinds of different things. And um, yeah, part of... And uh, 2024 is the door to your more. It is. And, you know, it is also about sometimes going, okay, well, those things are not for us anymore. That doesn't mean they were bad and it doesn't mean that they were not for the time that they were in. They're not for anymore. And we're embarking on a great new adventure of creating a space where this is a creative arts and media space. Uh, Wildfire Tribe is all about creative arts and media and the the piece in the middle of all of that that is ever present is our spirituality and how that is expanding, um, how we're growing more in our ability to understand what already is and how we're coming closer to God and, and learning how to love ourselves and love one another in that space too. So go to wildfiretribe.life and check out the range of clothing that we have or artwork that we have as well that's for sale that is a way to support what we do and help us to buy a new computer and all of the equipment that we need to keep doing the show properly we're sort of living on the edge when it comes to all of our uh, equipment if you're able to watch this if you're watching this live right now you'll be able to see the t-shirt that i have on 
with the bull. What's his name? He's knowledgeable. Look at him. He looks so cool. He's very happy. Yeah. His laughter, the best medicine. Get one of those T-shirts on you. Yeah. You can get him on a coffee mug. You can get him on a phone cover. There's lots of things that we do. And you can support what we do as well through Patreon. Uh, you can be a monthly supporter or a one-off supporter and support via Patreon also unlocks other. What does it unlock, Kylie? Well, this year it's unlocking um, live Zoom. So every month we're going to be in the Zoom room with our patrons and we're going to be unpacking The New Now. So The New Now is a book that I've written and was released uh, last year. Yeah, so the new now, I forgot about that. So that's Kylie's book. And yeah, like you just explained. So if you're a patron, I think the language is on Patreon of ours, we will be going through Kylie's book one chapter at a time. Is that how you're going to do it? Or figured that out? Yeah. One chapter at a time. Yeah, and, and you'll gonna... be able to talk about it and dissect it and ask questions, actually interact about the book rather mm. than just read it and then yeah. put it back in your bookcase. You'll be able to actually chat to the person who wrote it and ask questions and challenge her theology and her thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of opportunity for discussion and just uh, what does your new now look like? You had cancer on your eye, Kylie, and you took communion and it got healed. Is that theologically correct? Well, that is walking with God, you know, and I feel like not only was I taking communion, but I was declaring over myself and love and divine health and immortality. I was learning to love myself from the inside out. Yeah, I know. It was supposed to be lighthearted, Kylie. It's it's okay. So that'll be the part of the discussion that you will be able (laughs) to have with Kylie in the Zoom groups about those things that are in her book. You'll be able to talk to her about... Wow, so that happened to you. That's pretty wild. Like, what does that mean for me? Does that mean that that's the way that I have health issues addressed in my life? If I do communion like you you did, is that like a formula? Is that a plan? Is that something that they would approve of at my church? Like, never-ending conversations. That's why we're here to have those never-ending conversations that are just open-ended in a lot of ways, you know, to expand your thinking, to enliven your spirit, you know. Does your spirit spirit get a jiggle up and down when you hear somebody talking about something that's funny that's what we're talking about today is laughter the best medicine yeah absolutely well when was the last time you had a really good laugh uh 2000 oh that's right 2000 2000 most of us i think have forgotten how to laugh like our laugh is maybe an extended smile like (laughs) you know grimace Yeah, a grimace or sometimes an awkwardness. Usually we're laughing at someone, which is interesting. Uh, But I feel like, you know, this place where we can dive into is learning to just embrace the fullness of laughter, like finding those places to just let go and be in that childlike place of embracing the wonder that's in that playfulness of laughter, in the silliness of laughter. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that I was reading an article about a guy called Chad Foreman and he talks about the great cosmic joke. The great cosmic joke. 
joke is that you are what you're seeking. All the religious and spiritual seeking on this planet and you end up back where you started. If that's not a fantastic joke worth of a good belly laugh, I don't know what is. And it is quite funny. And laughter is one of those things that is embodied in the Buddhist religion is that they have that essence of laughter like that it's it's on that pathway it's one of those places is embracing that giggle that it it, like I mean you look at all of those statues of the happy Buddha and he's got that funny looking grin on his face I'm so sorry that today I've shown up too funny for the seriousness of this conversation about laughter (laughs) I love it why are you too funny I feel like I haven't studied enough. I haven't got the quotes to back up the theological (laughs) understanding or the spiritual side of things. I feel like I've just shown up and just been okay with talking about funny stuff. But you're one of the blessed ones that laughter, you are just funny. Laughter just comes from within you in the form of just mixing it up and stirring it. Like everybody needs a person like you in the room because you bring that spontaneity. And that Everybody you, doesn't need a person like never... me in the room if they're in their bed <laughs> trying to sleep and I'm standing in their room. <laughs> Cracking jokes. <laughs> hey, you don't go to sleep. I've got another one for you. <laughs> So I think you should retract that statement that everybody needs someone like you in the room. I love it. That's quite funny. That's actually quite funny. (laughs) So as we head towards the end of the podcast, Kylie, because it is coming to that time, I feel, where we're going to be finishing the podcast, but we will be continuing to stream live. So as you listen to the podcast Just know that if you're after more content, you want to engage further with what it is that we get up to, it's not the end, end, end. Absolutely. Because you can find us on wildfiretribe.life. Like we said, you can go to Twitch, you can find stuff on TikTok. There's all sorts of stuff. And very shortly, some of these will be on YouTube as well. But on Spotify, etc., if that's how you're listening to us, we are about to leave you. Have you got anything as we slowly land this? beast this plane of laughter have you got anything that you want to release into the lovely people that listen to us into the person right now that is listening to us gardening outside in the sun in western new south wales i love it are you talking to me that was a question kylie (laughs) well i've got heaps i've got so much more to say about laughter like i've got another whole bunch of stuff to to engage with but yeah like we could do like just a laughter meditation if you wanted to well you can do a laughter meditation i might have to leave the room so that i don't actually make the mistake of finding something funny (laughs) and laughing well i think we can always do a laughter is laughter the best medicine part two as well yeah definitely oh mm, i'm thinking that that's definitely a thing we can do Is laughter a best medicine part two? Okay, so is laughter the best medicine part one? That's what we're doing right now. How about you land this plane and then leave just enough meat on the bone that will entice people to want to come back and listen to part two (laughs) about is laughter the best medicine? (laughs) So I just want to share this quote, um, Zen master. I never know how to say this dude's name, but basically Thich Nhat Hanh. What? 
There's no way that that's his name. And it's just, if you've used his quotes before, surely you could have set aside like 30 seconds of your life to learn this dude's actual name. What's his name? Thick Set Harm. <laughs> thick Nat Harm. It is not. It is. You it it says it. Thick Nat Harm. Okay. Three words, guys, for you to Google. T-H-I-C-H is the first word. N-H-A-T, then H-A-N-H. Can't, it's too difficult to no, even I spell. Think, I think part of being a Zen master, though, is having a funny name. Like, because then they would just say their name to each other and then they'd just be laughing. <laughs> what did you say my name was? Thick Neck Han. <laughs> it's not Thick Neck Han, it's Thick Neck Sun. <laughs> So he says, I laugh when I think how I once sought paradise as a realm outside of the world of birth. It is right in the world of birth and death that the miraculous truth is revealed. But this is not the laughter of someone who suddenly acquires a great fortune. Neither it is the laughter of one who has won a victory. It is rather the laughter of one who, after having painfully searched for something for a long time, finds it in one morning in the pocket of his coat. It was just there all along. It's like the, the, the discussion that we have all of the time about various emotions, etc., as well, you know, and frequencies and how they make you feel. It's like all of the answers to all of our issues are actually right in our coat pocket or actually closer than that right inside of us. Exactly. You know, the humour, the laughter is actually inside of us. The ability to change our emotion is right inside of us. Exactly. And Long Chepa, he says... Long Chepa. <laughs> so now we're just going to make up names. Long Chepa, he says, since everything is but an apparition, having nothing to do with good or bad... He was a very tall man. Acceptance or rejection, one may as well burst out in laughter. What's his name? <laughs> this tall man. Long Shepherd. <laughs> He's much more fortunate that his brother, short. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So on that note, we're just going to like just embrace that place of laughter today. We're just going to step into those spaces that release more joy more frequency of life more love and it comes out of those places of just being not so serious about ourselves and allowing our body to untether and un and disconnect like what did i say before in the beginning when i was talking about that psychological suppressions like we're unlocking from those deep-rooted psychological suppressions where like we're letting all of those things go and as we are embracing this action this activity it's once again it comes back to that place we're being activated in all of the truths that we know to be real so all of these things that we've learned over all of the years between this moment and everything that has already been we're now coming into this place 2024 at Activating all of these things that we understand to be true. So one of those things is laughter is the best medicine. Laughter is this 
incredible natural force that we can engage with. Laughter is something that comes from within. So we can just tap into that today <laughs> and engage with that space that allows us to, to be the fullness of who we are to bring healing and wholeness to our body, to create connection with people around us and to come into that space where our brain is coming into the fullness of activation to be able to receive all that there is. That is part one of laughter is the best medicine. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today for part one of laughter is the best medicine. It's been beautiful to have you with us. Yes. For those of you that are leaving us now, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, you can find us on our website, wildfiretribe.life. Thank you. Thank you.